So guys, what age do you become a hater? Ooh. I thought about this. Seriously, what age do you become the person that says all music out right now sucks? All sports were better 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 60 years ago. Uh, when do you become that person that is just a absolute hater of everything that can't that comes a generation after them? I'm fascinated by this because I feel like it's happening to people my age a lot faster than I thought it would. And it's weirding me out because like I'm 35. I didn't know that that's when it would start. Yeah, I think you like the number that came to my mind was like you full on hater mode is at 40. You're there because you're thinking about so much stuff in life and about how the back half is longer than the front half Mm. uh, for most of those people, to be honest. So I think at 40, you're like full on professional ranks as a hater at that point. But it definitely starts, you know, earlier than that. You start to hate certain elements, categories, things like that. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be it's a maybe it's a five year lead. And I think at 38, you're you're definitely into you've chipped over 50 percent into hater mode by then. You've put a lot of thought into this. Like, I did not put that much thought into it. Like, you're breaking down numbers and, like, historical data. <laughs> and this is just on the flow. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to think about this either. It's just that's what uh, that's what's in my heart. That's what's in my gut because you're right. I can kind of feel it and sense it around me in the waters. You know, we're all floating out here, and I'm just like, what the hell's going on over there? We're all in that same pool, right? And then, uh, yeah, within a couple of years, it's – it's it's a full on adult swim at that point. Full on adult swim. Everybody's tweeting like COVID case bar charts, and Dan's tweeting like hater bar charts. Like he's <laughs> he's got totally he's got totally different data uh, to operate with. We a hater spike today, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Chris, I, what do you think about this? I need yeah, to know. So okay, first off, before I answer the question. Everybody listening should know that me and Dan have no idea how Didi's going to start these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have no idea. Oh, completely cold open. It's yeah. wonderful, but no idea. I love it. But like, I've started looking at Didi's Twitter account before we go on the air to try and figure out what he's going to yeah, ask exactly. us. And you know, I saw you ask the question on Twitter, but I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't put enough thought into it. Um, I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I, I for whatever reason, I I think it was after uh, maybe last episode we did what we're listening to, and oh no, you know what it was? It was the K-pop thing. You guys had me okay. listen to that K-pop song, and then I after that wondered to myself, like, at what point will like at what point do you get to the age when like as an adult you stop listening to like popular music? Cause I feel like all of our parents did that at some point. So that kind of aligns maybe with like the hater thing. So like, maybe that's it. Like when you stop knowing what's on the radio and what's relevant, then you become a hater. And if that means I'm a hater, cause I don't know what K-pop is, then I'm really upset. But I don't think you were hating though. Like, I don't think you were hating. You were just like, I don't get this. And I feel like most people should do that more. <laughs> I think they should just say, I, 
like I don't I don't get this. Like I don't under like you know it's not for me. Instead of just being like, oh my god, like you guys don't know what boy bands were like back in the day. Like you didn't do that. You didn't say, oh my god, this is right. no Backstreet Boys. This is no Insane. My God, this isn't even ninety eight degrees. You didn't do any of that. Yeah. But like that's what people do, and I'm like really and, and i just thought that people did that when they were like in their 50s like because i just think about my parents like doing that and it's like yeah like i could see my parents doing that but i'm seeing more of like my peers doing that and it's bugging me out i'm like are we is that gonna happen to me sometime like soon like i was ready for it in like 20 years but not right now right so you right. know and i'm not one you know and also those people who are always like have, do you guys have friends who say who like call out millennials as if they aren't a millennial? Oh my god, mm-hmm. dude! I have yes, and, <laughs> and not just it, it's friends and family and coworkers and all like people. I don't think people understand how large of an age range age range millennials are, but like, yeah. bro, you're talking about yourself. Yes, yeah, they're like millennials. They just don't know how to act, and I'm like, you are thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't get it. Pizza? Who's there? I don't know. Somebody at the door. Maybe yeah, uh, the door. Maybe our 400th Amazon delivery of the day because we're afraid <laughs> to go outside. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, guys, since the doorbell just rang, I guess that means it's time to start the brunch breakdown. What's going Let's on? It. It's Dee out here in California. Dan is in Pittsburgh. Chris is in Pittsburgh as well. We are the Brunch Breakdown, your favorite socially distant brunch pro- podcast, which I can't believe I'm still saying because when we started this, I did not think that we would still be socially distant. Like when we started this podcast, I actually thought that I was going to make a trip home in August. Right. I still thought that was I going wish. to happen. I wish. Yeah, that's not that's that's not happening. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. We will definitely be talking about the Rona and sports. A lot of sports in this episode for sure because sports are a week away, a week away from reopening baseball. We're two weeks away from basketball and hockey. We're going to talk about that and a lot of really funny things going on with the NBA bubble. Like, good God, great stuff there. And uh, we got what you're listening to, and we got some, uh, we got some Jeep Bronco uh, beef going on right now because Chris is a little jealous of the uh, of the Bronco and its new design. So. Let's go. <laughs> I'm jealous of the Tonka truck that people are going to be buying. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to him. He's already mad. So we got a lot to get to and it's going to be everywhere today. But first, let's get stuff off our chest. And guys, I'm going to go first just because I got it's mine's really quick. Uh, guess who asked about the podcast, guys? Siobhan. My wife, who hates the podcast, hates it more than anything, asked about the podcast. And you want to know know why she asked about the podcast? Because her friend, Chriselle, her best friend, Chriselle, listens to the podcast, retweets the podcast, talks about it all the time. And now somebody wants to be a part of the team it's all of a sudden like oh that's cool what you're doing somebody's hopping on the bandwagon because her best friend likes the show (laughs) yeah Yeah, how funny how that happens all of a sudden we got the cool podcast and everyone's like and she's like oh yeah i guess it's not stupid what you're doing in there huh (laughs) yeah yeah well and Shouts to Chriselle for listening. Um, really, the only person that I ever wanted to buy into this podcast was your wife, Didi. I figured if we could get Siobhan to listen to the podcast, then like we could shut it down. Like we've I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. So mm-hmm. 
That's fantastic news. That's huge news. I didn't think we'd ever see the day. And yes, we're appreciative that even her friends in her inner circle, her closest friends, ignore what she says, I guess, and go ahead and listen. So thank you to all of you. And Siobhan, there's this is a big table. We got plenty of room to pull up chairs, you know? Have a seat at the table. Enjoy. Uh, that's that's unbelievable. The relaunch is what it took. If we would have never relaunched this thing, it would have just that would have been it. She would have hated it forever. But now we've, I mean, top achievement there. We took down the OG hater, and she's, uh, you know, <laughs> she's she's a she's a member at the table now. This is this is fantastic. I'll tell you what. In in, in her defense, though, the first thirty six episodes needed some work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they really should be gone. I don't know why they're still there. Because man, oh man, those yeah, those first episodes needed some work. But I just you know, and Dan saying the table's big enough. The table's big enough for Chriselle. I don't know if the table's big enough for Siobhan yet because just a little bandwagon jumping. She had a long time to get on board with the brunch breakdown. It's true, long time. Now all of a sudden she's asking about the pod, and I'm like, mm, why don't you pump the brakes? But anyways, had to get that off my chest. Shouts to Grishel. She's on this amazing show called Selling Sunset on Netflix. If you haven't watched it yet, if you like real estate and a little bit of drama, it's really cool. So check that out. And then uh, season three for that starts on, uh, on I think, August 7th or something like that. But anyways, it's a fun watch on Netflix. Shouts to Grishel. And shouts to, I'm just going to call her Siobhan from TMZ because she 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 can't be on. Just slow down. Like, slow down. You know, She's not no going to retweet us now. We're dead. No We're pictures. Just- Ease up. Ease up on your podcast, all of a sudden podcast love. So that's off my chest. Why don't you guys go next? Get it off your chest. I was waiting for her to smash through the door into the room that you're recording in. Yeah. (laughs) Then the episode's over. (laughs) Actually, that could happen. So (laughs) if all of a sudden I just go away and you see me on the camera fall down, that's because I got shot. If your feed drops, we know why. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Go for it, Dan. Well, Obviously, we're in a weird time in in life in the world right now. And one thing that sucks is that businesses are struggling naturally. But uh, one area in particular is the restaurant business, as we all know, struggling mightily. Open, close, open, close, outdoor, whatever, struggling no matter what. And a lot of them are closing permanently um, just because they can't keep keep up financially. The one thing that I want to get off my chest is there are restaurants around me that are closing that have been on my like list to go to that I've never been to. And now that dream is dead. Listen, if you're a restaurant out there and you are weeks, days, and you're like, we're not getting out of this. John Taffer is not walking through the door. We got no chance. Let everybody know. Let us help you out. We may not be able to save the day, but I want to have that meal. I want to be able to enjoy it that one time. Even if it's takeout, if I can't enjoy the atmosphere, just be like, hey, guess what? We're, uh, we're walking the plank here. We need to sell some of this food before it just goes bad. Um, we're going to make some of your favorite dishes. Come on and get them because I lost a lot of good restaurants uh, around us this week that have been on that date list of ones that been wanting to try for a long, long time. And now we never will again. And even restaurants that I love uh, and I always love going to, you know, I don't get that last meal there. So Hey, restaurants, I know you don't want to, you know, be out there and be like, hey, we're failing. We can't do this, but let us all help you out. Help you help me. I just want that one chance at a at a meal. So best of luck to everybody. But if you can't make it, 
just give us a shout. That's it. I like, I like it. it. There, there are even some examples of that from before COVID where like a bar or a restaurant that I've been familiar with that I've gone to has like through the grapevine, somehow people found out that like, oh, this bar is not doing well. And then just fans of it would crowdsource like a GoFundMe page and, you know, raise a bunch of money to keep them in business. So, um, yeah, that's like, on one hand, I think like a, a pro of all of this is that the takeout portion of these restaurants are just going to be so fine tuned because of all of this, that it's going to be getting takeout is going to be so easy in the future, but how many of the restaurants are going to survive? That's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because these restaurants aren't built to just be a kitchen. Right, right. You know what I mean? And like, I know that they're extending alcohol sales, but that's kind of like a, that's like a Hail Mary type deal. You know what I mean? With that, it's like, everybody's not, I get alcohol at my house, especially since we've all been here for five months, six months now. It's like, I'm not, I have alcohol at my house. Like, I don't need to get it out, but that's where so much of your sales come from. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we all buy bottles of alcohol or beer or whatever, and we know how much they charge you for one of them. So like it's, that's where all their money comes from. So no, I hear you on that, man. It's weird because you go up and down the streets and we don't know if places are closed for good or if they're closed just because like, you know, just because they kind of, they've shut things down because of COVID. Like we honestly Mm -hmm. don't know what's going to be open in our neighborhood again and what's close you know what i mean so it's it's just a weird thing you know seeing things boarded up and stuff like that just because they're like well we don't know if we'll be back (laughs) right it's a weird it's a weird thing but yeah i feel you dan buy gift cards that's a big thing get gift cards from your favorite restaurants that's a big one because you know you'll be going back there so i like that chris get it off your chest and I just want to like go somewhere. I swear this this leads unfortunately well into my rant here. Today. I thought he was talking to Katie. I no. honestly thought he yeah, was, I was like, like I thought he was talking to somebody else. You're like, like oh, can I let really? him set the door? No, <laughs> I just miss going places like restaurants and bars. Like I've already this isn't going to be my rant, but I've already said it on the pod before. Like six episodes ago that like I never knew how much I could miss just having a beer in a bar to watch a game. Jesus. Um, Okay. I've reached an ultimate level of boredom. (laughs) And uh, I wanted to tell you guys about it because I this week have dove into doing something that I haven't done in at least 15 years, but I'm so unbelievably bored that I had to do it. My wife and I, okay, we literally can't do anything right now. We're preparing to have our first child and doctor's orders are, you're not doing anything. Like you can't be around anybody. And then even after the baby's born, we're not there. We can't do anything for a while. So the transition from being done with work to then like, after work is nothing. And that's driving me crazy that like there, it's just like, I go from this room to that room and Mm -hmm. that's it. There's no, I, so we had to find something that would be interesting for us to do. And I mean, you guys know me pretty well. I'm not big into this. I haven't been, but I started playing video games. (laughs) 
I whipped out the old N64. Oh. And my PlayStation 2, because yes, that's the last game console I ever purchased. Okay. And when I pulled them out, I found out that, holy shit, I don't have the cords that I'm supposed to have to hook these things up to the TV. (laughs) Yeah. So I went on Amazon and I bought the cords and then I got the cords and it was like, oh, uh, these would work if your TV was built in 2005, Mm -hmm. but- you have a 75-inch flat-screen TV that doesn't take those three little colored things that you plug into the... T- so uh, after a, lo- a lot of experimentation, uh, we got to the point where we have video games hooked up, and it has been quite enjoyable. And let me tell you, uh, what I was really excited about was I happened to remember that on PlayStation 2, I had the sickest dynasty going on NCAA 2005. Okay. So my whole goal in all of this was to get that back up and running. I get the cords, I get the PlayStation 2 hooked up, it's plugged into the TV, it's working, you know, everything's perfect. I open up the NCAA 2005 case, there's no game in it. Oh, no. I go through every single DVD case that I have to see if I put it in something else. Through the process of this, I found every movie that I thought I lost like 12, 13, 14, 20 years ago, movies that I thought were long gone, I found them. Everything's back in the right case, but at the end of the day, NCAA 2005 was a goner. Missing. Thanks to Amazon, though, I purchased a new copy of it. It arrived today. My dynasty is back up and running, and I'm very happy. And that's me getting it off my chest. I'm playing video games again because there's nothing left to do. You can only watch Office reruns so many times at the end of a workday before it's just the days bleed together. I hear that. I feel that. And especially for you, because you've been in like extreme lockdown since the beginning and are going to be until 2021. I I actually thought about this last night. I actually, during the first stage of quarantine, I think we could almost say that now, found the Wii, the, the Nintendo mm. Wii, and got it out. Because I'm like, this is at least active. If my girlfriend wants no part of, of that whatsoever. But I'm like, we're moving around, we're having fun, whatever. So, you know, it's a it's a big stage. It's a big time for, for exploring old, you know, habits and activities. And... Wow, that's uh I don't know if I'd ever would have expected that from you, Chris. That's uh Yeah. You got two of the best systems though, you know. If you had to that's pick one system true. to to ride or die with. Yeah. N64, I'll tell you what. Nothing wrong with that one right there, <laughs> right there, but Yeah. It's interesting to day. it's interesting to fire up your old games and see where you left off like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Does it does the N64, not the PlayStation, because the PlayStation that's like newer, but the N64, does it look good on your screen? No. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like wondering what those graphics look like on your TV. It looked pretty terrible. I pulled it up and like tried to mess with the settings on the TV. It didn't help. And uh, Katie came down and looked at it at one point. She's like, oh, that doesn't look good. And... <laughs> There's nothing I could do about it. No, but the PS2 is okay. Um, but yeah, I so that's what I'm doing now. It's real wow. exciting. Do you do wow. you foresee that becoming a a long term activity for you? 
I mean, I hope not. I, I hope things open back up and I could do other yeah. things with my time. But as long as we're locked away, I, I don't know. I mean, cause like, like you guys have gotten some opportunities to see friends and stuff like that, but like, we're so close that the doctors are just like, you'd yeah. be idiots if you, if mm-hmm. you went out and somehow got it. So, um, yeah, I mean, for at least the next six to eight weeks, that's probably what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Nice. You're not going anywhere. but here's the cool thing about this instead of takeout you will literally be able to have your parents bring you anything you want true they will literally bring you everything and every single thing that you could possibly want because they know what it's like and it's just and you're having you know you're having a baby in this time so use them yeah use everybody call up genie and tell her to come bring you stuff from dc she'll do it too like i'm serious dude when you have a kid like everybody does everything it's one of the things that you don't expect but like people will just do stuff for you and this time is you know a little different so i feel like more people just do stuff for you well maybe they'll change the baby's diaper while i'm in a heated fourth quarter in my dynasty on ncaa 2005 yeah, probably not. Probably not. You'll be you'll be changing all the hot ones, Chris. All the, if, all the if, hot if, ones if, are for you now. If you need a copy of Wave Race, I think I might have that one sitting around. Dude, that was a great game. Great game. Great game. We we told Katie's uh, family that we hooked the N64 up, and now there's a box of old games on its way from Wisconsin. So we'll wow. see what we... We don't know what's in it. We'll see what we get. That's amazing. I'm shocked you still have all that. Like, I don't know where, I don't know where any of that stuff is. Like, I know, I don't, my parents, I don't know. Maybe it is at my parents' house. I have no idea. Like, I forget. My parents are hoarders. So maybe it is still there. I have it was one of, it was part no of idea. like one of those classic things that parents do eventually where they just start unloading all of the stuff that, all of your stuff that's left at their house. It was in one of the waves of that happening, um, and all of it was in a uh, empty Yingling box. So that's where they kept it. But uh, to like expand more on this topic, like Didi, you're a parent. Chris, you're about to become one. Video game systems come out a little bit more regularly now. Do you see yourself down the road saving any of that for any reason? Uh, no, I thought about this, but then they started doing the, you know, the, they have like the systems that you can just like hook up and they already have like a billion games on them. Yeah. And they like work with your TV now. And like, I have just, once I saw those come out, I was like, all right, I don't need any of these. This is, I I don't need any of this stuff. Cause I kind of kept some stuff and then realized once they did that, I was like, all right, this is the future. Okay, cool. So this is how they'll be able to play duck hunt or whatever the yeah. hell. like yeah. they'll be able to play it that way off of that stuff so yeah so that's when i kind of was like all right i don't need any of this stuff anymore because we're part yeah we're part of like that first generation that's experiencing those like older systems are cooler thing right because there just haven't been a chance for older systems to make that way through time yet and i don't know if i'd ever have that feeling and be like i don't know this playstation 31 might be the one to hang on to for a while you might want this when you're when you're 35 and starting to become a hater, you know, <laughs> oh, you, you want to see video games. I'll show you video games. <laughs> God. All right. Well, guys, let's get into the uh, main course of the brunch breakdown. And that is sports reopening, man. It's it's happening. Chris, some of your boredom might be going away soon. I might. I, I say I say might. <laughs> I stick with might, but uh, we got NFL to talk about, NBA to talk about. Let's talk college football first, because I think that is probably the most interesting thing out of 
all of this because they have no plan. <laughs> None. The NFL is at least really schedules. They keep canceling things, but like college football has no plan. Uh, yeah. What are you guys thinking about college football as of, uh, I'm going to make sure we date this July 14th. Yeah. What do you think of that? It's, um, it's interesting, man. I'm, I'm getting fascinated by the different scenarios and contingency plans that are coming out about like, if we can salvage the season, what different, what different scenarios can we mock up to make it happen? And like a couple conferences, a couple of the bigger conferences announced that they were going to play conference only schedules. Whereas like some of the FCS and lower division schools and conferences said, we're, we're not going to play in the fall. Maybe we'll play in the spring. And like, there's everything from, we're still going to try to play in the fall only conference schedules to like play some in the fall and some in the spring to playing only in the spring, playing a full schedule in the spring, playing conference only in the spring. Like I'm just fascinated by all of these different scenarios that people have come up with. And um, I'm interested to see which one ends up happening. Like I, I have no idea how to, I still can't see it not happening because there's just too much money on the line, but I, I don't, I can't, it's impossible for me to predict how it's going to happen. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And that's the thing about college football is that you have all these conferences that act on their own behalf because that's what they're allowed to do. There's no commissioner for college football. Even the president of the NCAA really can't have a jurisdiction over how these conferences and schools make those decisions. So in a good way, it's being done regionally because this virus is being handled different regionally, i.e. the South. Um, but it also in a terrible way, there's just no sense of direction from anybody because they don't have that. And it, it is, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. It's going to be terrible for these athletic departments because of how much the football season brings in revenue. It doesn't make them money, but it brings in revenue so that they can, support the other sports and staff and things like that throughout uh the entire department so i hope for that reason it's done obviously it's going to be way way different with probably no fans uh at all anywhere um yeah i don't know i, I don't know when you get to that point where you're saying okay it's 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 safe to do it because you hear these reports of cases you know clemson having 31 cases and you know, other schools aren't really reporting anything at all. Uh, yeah, I hope to see it, but it's going to be weird. We could have a period where, yeah, there's we're able to watch football in the fall and then watch more college football in the spring. And then you have any player, any senior that's going to be going into the NFL draft in the spring is definitely not playing in the spring. There's no way that they're playing in the spring. So it's going to change the landscape altogether, but I don't think people, fans like us probably care. You know, it's just, we want to just, freaking see it we just want to watch it um but it's going to be very very different talking about a season with an asterisk this one is going to be huge because of the changes in the schedule conference non-conference uh it, it it's wild i i don't know it's probably the one i had the least confidence in honestly of starting from uh, from when they think they're going to start to the end uh just because of how it's handled with all these different power five conferences, these smaller conferences as well. 
everybody's going to have a going to everybody's going to want to do the same thing, but they're not. And it's just going to be kind of a mess, I think. One of the things you you just mentioned, Dan, is like that I think is most fascinating is if you are a pro prospect, you're not playing. No, it's that simple. Like if you're Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, what are you doing? You're not you're, you're just not playing football this year. That's right. it. Like you're done. I'm going to the NFL. I'm, I'm out. of. I'm just not playing this year. So that makes it even more interesting. And I know there's other ones, but he's just the big one. Like that's, you know, he's the best quarterback in college football and he's going to be a junior. And I'm like, there's no way he's he's playing for Clemson this year. I just don't see that happening unless something just cr- drastically changes. But South Carolina is one of the ones in the, you know, that has the crazy list of Kobe cases right now. Mm-hmm. And also, I do wonder, too, is like as much as the regional stuff and I am a, you know, WVU grad, WVU fan. And like, are they just going to fly back and forth to Texas and get to put those kids on planes every week? Because that's <laughs> what they do. They're in the Big right? 12. So they have to fly every single week. Like they don't take buses. They don't take short trips. Like they have to fly across the country every single week. I'm like, how does that work? It's like, is, is WVU just going to be like, uh, can we join the ACC for like a season? So we can play Pitt and Virginia Tech and all the teams we should be playing, but college football's stupid in that regard. Yeah, if they wanted to preserve a good chance of the season, they probably would just like get rid of all conference affiliation for a year and just figure out some way to play the teams that are closest to you and and do it that way. Yeah, they they everybody keeps bringing up the like. I don't know why they keep bringing up Rutgers, but I think probably because the Big Ten made that announcement like early on, they were going no conference only. So they can't like cross the state line into Pennsylvania barely and play Temple, but they're going to have to get on a plane and go play Nebraska. Like this doesn't make any sense, you know? So, but I don't know how you, how do you work around that? It's just so, so difficult. And again, I mentioned financially the impact, like these smaller schools, um, these non-Power 5 schools get buku bucks when they travel to these power five schools and play there that's gone again that's part of you know supporting those athletic departments you know there's conferences that are canceling postseason tournaments left and right and there are schools uh eliminating those type of olympic sports left and right and it's terrible the domino effect that this is going to have and everybody's looking at football because it's the big sport and it's the one that brings in that money um, but again, because there's no individual person to, to run it, you know, all these conferences are having to kind of look at each other, but also make, you know, the smart decisions. Um, what is like football in the spring in the Northeast could be absolutely miserable. Like for the PAC 12 <laughs> and big 12, that's going to be great. The weather's going to be perfect, whatever. But like, ugh, Northeast, like March, even April sometimes, you know, I don't know if I want to want to see that kind of weather and that kind of football, but I, I hope we do. I really, really sincerely hope we do. And I hope it's done safely, but it just seems like it's, it's anybody's guess. It changes day to day, not even week to week. It's day to day. It's something new. So one of the scheduling things I heard that just, I thought was really interesting was if they do conference only, uh, schedules, whether it's in the fall or if it's in the spring, um, that would reduce the amount of games these teams play by two to three games. And they could set the schedule up in a way that you would have more bye weeks in case there were outbreaks that happened 
within a team or for multiple teams, and potentially even that there would be a tentative schedule, but you would only know your next opponent. So if you're playing someone this week, you know who you're playing the week after that. And the rest of the schedule is to be determined based on COVID, the, the potential COVID outbreaks or not. Like, can you imagine the logistics I, of that? And like, no. the, just the thought of a, a, of a on-demand uh, college football season. Like, who are you going to play? I don't know. I, it's just, I I don't know, man. The more and more I just I, I'm like what what are they doing? Like, there's just so much going around. But I understand there's so much money, and a lot of these, you know, like we both went to schools where if the if there we both went to schools where if like the school wasn't there, the town really wouldn't exist. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. like it, we both did in Kent State and in Morgantown at WVU, and like I, I just man. I know they're trying to do it, but to me, it just seems like you have to just say we're doing this in the spring. And just like if it's rainy all the time at every football game, because that's what you're looking at. Like you're looking at like, you know, like Heinz Field is going to be a shit show football in the spring. But like, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. Like because this what they're doing right now and the situation with like liability waivers and having kids sign those. So it's like, hey, can't sue us if you get COVID. That's sketchy. And I just I don't know. To me, it's like you gotta just you gotta get the season. I want the season to happen, but like it's it's safer just to do it in the spring. Feels like we're it's we're doing everything to get away to to be safe, and I feel like do we have to do all of that just to play football? Like, yeah, it's a and lot. like you can't you can't shut down the season and restart it. I don't think you can do it. Like the like MLB or not MLB, NHL and NBA had a chance to do. I don't think that's realistically an option for them because then again, it's almost done on a conference basis, yeah. uh, which you could, the conference could just shut down, but then like, what, what's the point of, do you even have a playoff at that point? Do you have a top 25? Like, what are you playing for? What are the, you know, you play for a bowl game that again, you're going to be playing in front of an empty stadium um, that you're going to be traveling even further to. So yeah, I don't know. You have to determine whether or not that's worth the risk. Nobody, you know, wants football in the spring, but that's the best shot of playing a complete full. Se- You'd rather have it in the spring than the fall. I just want it. <laughs> right, but uh, yeah, what I'm saying is nobody wants it in just the spring. But if you want it to be a sure thing, like not a sure thing, but as close to a sure thing as we're going to play a full schedule. And you're going to be able to play non-conference opponents. That's when you're playing it. Because again, unless this thing just absolutely goes completely upside down again, which I suppose it could in the fall, you're going to risk shutting it down. Um, So it's determining if it's worth, worth that risk. I think that's exactly what you said. I think is exactly why they are essentially just like kicking the can down the road right now. Mm -hmm. I think they are afraid to just boot on fall because if they do, they know that they're removing September, October, whatever, four months where they could potentially play football games. Uh, so I think I I think this is going to probably drag on, and they're just going to like push it back, push it back, push it back until they feel comfortable. Because mm-hmm. like, why can't like realistically these kids play bowl games? If if you make a bowl game, 
you're on campus throughout the closure of winter break. Those kids don't go home. They go home for a couple of days maybe. Um, so what's the difference if they can start a season in the middle of November and play till February, you know, like they could do that if they mm-hmm. wanted to. So I think it's just going to be like this. They're just going to keep hitting pause, keep hitting pause. It's going to drive everybody crazy. And then we'll eventually find out when it's going to happen. But yeah, it's the training aspect of it all. It's like, are all these kids going to still be in shape? Is it going to be safe? I mean, it, then it gets to, is it, are they going to be safe to play? Like, you know, cause they are, cause they're actually in shape. You know, how long are, you know, I, I don't know. I know they're young and I know you, you hope to say, but they're also like, they're college kids. Like, I don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know what you're doing when you don't have to be under supervision. It's one thing when you're on campus and like, you've got coaches telling you where you need to be every day, but like you can send workout regimens to somebody's house, but like yeah. they might not do them. And that's a weird thing because like now all, like some teams are back on campus and some teams aren't and some teams have gone yeah. back to campus and then had to shut it down. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a wild time. And with kicking the can down the road, let's get into the NFL because uh, the NFL is kicking the can down the road too because they're, you know, everything goes with them with the fall and like they're canceling preseason games already. They've already canceled two of them. They canceled the Hall of Fame game. They've already said, like, probably going to have two preseason games. And I, you know, as a, as, as someone who covered uh, the NFL and hates preseason games more than anything in this world, I love the fact that there's not going to be any preseason games. But it seems like we're going to get some really bad football in the NFL because the NFL is going to play. They're, they're playing because, oh, yeah. you know, if anything, the NFL has shown is that they don't really care about their players. So like, and there's so many of them that they don't even care about themselves. So mm-hmm. they're going to play. I just don't know how safe it's going to be or if everyone's going to die on the field. I don't know, but they're going to, they're going to play. I saw, I think the players are now asking for no preseason games. Mm-hmm. So imagine how good the football will be on week one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I think for this year, you know, or whatever the next, you know, whatever they figure out with the CBA, there's, we're never going to see four preseason games again because they're going to realize how non-essential that they actually are. And the players are like, yeah, we don't need that. But yeah, the football is going to be rough the first couple of weeks. But yeah, I think no doubt they're playing um, again, probably in empty stadiums, but that's being determined site by site uh, that way. Um, And it's completely different from college. Like you said, DD, you can have at least when players are on campus, you have an idea of what they're doing in the NFL. Those players are off. We've seen it this off season. <laughs> players training with other players, hugging without you know every uh, taking pictures without masks on. Everybody's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I feel so, like every picture of Lamar Jackson took this off season. <laughs> like, Stop doing that, dude. Stop. Right. Yes. So you, I, I don't know about the idea. The idea of a bubble in the NFL isn't really possible within your own city, uh, potentially. But you're still going to have to travel but the NFL is going to absolutely do. And if there's no college football, you are damn sure that you're going to see call. You're going to see the NFL four or five days out of the week. Cause look out Saturday, you're going to have NFL games there too. So that's one thing. They may just wait, be waiting for college football to say, we'll see you guys in the spring. And then Roger Goodell is just going to lick his fingers and just pick every day of the week that he wants to play an NFL game. And they'll just say that that's the safer way to do it. 
<laughs> I'm not mad at the thought of the NFL going until February like it normally does and then college football starting in March yeah. and going to May. Like, yeah. We could go from the longest offseason in history to like the greatest year of football that nobody can attend. It would just be crazy. See, I have thought about that. See, that when they first said it, spring football, I was like, yeah, this is going to work. Like, I absolutely love this. But then, like what Dan said, the weather, <sighs> every game's going to be a mud bowl. Every yeah. game's going to be mud. It's imagine be I'm disgusting. drinking out of a Wisconsin cup. Could you imagine oh. being at a Wisconsin game in February? <laughs> like, because it's the conference, it's like that. It's like the Big Ten and, you know, the ACC and like all of those plays. The games are going to be just ugly. Like, if you have a running back, you are, you will be favored by a million points every, day, <laughs> every game. Like, if you had, like, Wisconsin, this will be the year. If football in the spring happens, this will be the year that Wisconsin doesn't choke. This yeah. will be the year that they don't choke it away because they will have a running for this back. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> All those years of building an offensive line, they were just waiting for a pandemic to take over a football season. Oh man! Well, let's talk about uh, baseball, and I have to talk about baseball with this one because um, did you see in the what is the league over there? The Korean baseball league. Yeah, they uh, have robots in the stands, and they <laughs> yeah. look like they're twerking. Did you see that? I did not see that. No, no. the twerking robots in the Korean baseball league are something that got me excited about baseball coming back. Because if they put robots in the stands. With already, they're already telling fans to, um, if season ticket holders can send pictures in for the, I think the Giants and a couple other teams, and they're going to put their faces in the stands somehow, like with either like cardboard cutouts. I have to see that. (laughs) So, (laughs) so twerking robots and cardboard cutouts, I'm here for at least the first two Major League Baseball games. But other than that, doesn't look like that season's going to happen either. And it's supposed to start like a week from now, right? I think. Yeah. Or 10 days from now, something like that. It's supposed to start. It doesn't look like anybody's playing. And their best player, Mike Trout, was like, I don't want to play. Right. Yeah, you're having (laughs) a lot of players that are just like, I I don't want to be a part of this. Now, they were smart. They realigned everything for this season. And they did make it very regional. Um, So that kind of, that aspect was cool when I saw the schedules were released and like teams that, your favorite team, or whatever, don't usually play. There's a lot more of that interleague play just because they're keeping it close. Uh, but they went from, remember when we started, they were talking about baseball in like Florida and Arizona only, and they were going to be in the bubble and they were going to have those different parks. And now they're just like, yeah, whatever. You can go home and, you know, figure this out and travel from city to city. It'll be close as long as you can be on a bus or whatever. Now, the test rates have actually been low across all sports. Baseball has been coming up pretty low, but. They also have a lot of players on baseball teams and on those rosters, and it's going to be expanded, and it could just really, really get out of hand. Again, this is they're in a situation where if they have to shut the season down for two weeks, forget it. Call it. And I think it's going to be a terrible watch on television. These other sports can get away with it, but unless you bring in those twerking robots that Didi's talking about, then <laughs> you're going to have me for an inning or two, <laughs> maybe. Even that, I mean, just, ooh, you got to really, you got to really, there needs to be an, a whole new squad of people working for Major League Baseball on how to bring, we've been begging for entertainment from MLB for, I don't know, ever. Now's the time where they need to be the ones hiring Jay-Z 
You know what I mean? The NFL did it. Take a note. Take a note, MLB. You need to help. You need to help yourselves out because you may think you're the only t- sport on TV. Even if they were, I don't know how many people are really going to be that, you know, into empty stands baseball. Why aren't they pl- Why aren't they planning for like ten game series between teams? Like I heard that they were doing like two game series and then t- like you play a different team, but like if you want to limit travel and like try and contain things between these, why wouldn't you just have two teams play each other for like a week? Because if the pirates and reds play each other for 10 games in a row, half the rosters will be bloodied and battered after out of the fifth brawl on the third day. (laughs) Um, Damn. (laughs) I'm waiting for your bad idea. At that point, you know, Um, I mean, you bring up a good point. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like the entertainment we've been waiting for from Major League Baseball. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm here for that. There's no fighting. There's no clearing the benches. There's no, there's, there's none of that. Those are all rules now. No spitting. No, they're, they're, their list of things you can't do is really, really long. And again, it's going to be really weird, re- really weird to watch. Oh, if they play. Well, on the opposite end of the spectrum, the the league that just keeps on giving, the NBA. They are all in the bubble at Disney World, and their season's supposed to start July 31st, and Russell Westbrook has coronavirus. <laughs> he is the first huge star to have coronavirus. And once I saw that, guys, all I thought was, okay, so if LeBron gets coronavirus, are we going to know? Because I don't trust anyone that they are going to tell the truth if if, if LeBron gets coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, I've thought of like if a team gets into the final and their best player tests positive, do you really think if he's asymptomatic, do you – like wouldn't you think they would do everything to try and hide that so that they could win like one more game? Yeah. I don't think they'll be testing anybody in the finals. I think they'll tell us what they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think they're testing anybody. Yeah. In not the, in the finals final. of any league anywhere this year. Yeah, you're right. Not in the final. They're just going to be like, oh, play the final and that'll be it. We've gotten this far. Um, yeah. Cause they could, I know there's like special designations for players that uh, get test positive, but what's to stop Frank Vogel from saying, yeah, it's his groin acting up again, or it's his back. <laughs> where it's something where you can't put a time frame on it, right? Where some of these other injuries are like, oh, one to two weeks, day to day, whatever. You could easily say that. And then people aren't, you know, worrying about it. And you have no idea. You have absolutely no idea. A lot of people think James Harden has it because Russell Westbrook had it. And he's not in Orlando yet. So a lot of people think they got together. They both have it. Harden's just not there yet. (laughs) So, because he's waiting, he's allowed to go. Um I, it is it is the league that keeps on giving, but yes. I think you're right. Once they get to the final, they're just going to be like, "All right, you know what? We've made it this far. Congratulations, everybody. We'll pe- we'll test you after game seven. It's yeah, but the NBA bubble stuff. I don't know if the season's going to start because I'm kind of nervous about it. But J.R. Smith in the bubble. Do you guys have a favorite like NBA bubble story? Because J.R. Smith, following him on Instagram, and then finding out that the NBA told him that he needed to stop posting on Instagram because he was posting too much. The food, the rooms he called a Motel 6, but apparently that hotel's like brand new and like really nice, but to JR Smith, it's a Motel 6. 
<laughs> Did you guys have a favorite uh, NBA bubble story so far? Because this has I'm, been great. I'm just here to hear the NBA bubble stories. Every time Didi sends a text, it's like a new story, a new thing, because I don't follow the NBA all that closely. So I'm here for all of the entertainment. Yes. I, I love the story of the King Center that went to go pick up his postmates and went too freaking far. And now he has to quarantine because he was going to pick up t- food and he just went a little bit too far. Um, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. They tell you that you're they're tracking you, right? Yeah. He knows that. They have the, they have the wristbands. They have they the wristbands. Them. So he knew that and he risked it all for what I hope was a delicious meal. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess you can understand why when you see J.R. Smith's food, um, but I hope he enjoyed it because he's going to be sitting by himself for a long, long time. Um at risk for that food. So <laughs> that, that one is just, that one was amazing when I saw that. Rashawn Holmes of the Sacramento Kings. I have no idea who he is, what he looks like. I know nothing about him, but I think everybody should buy his Jersey and he's the official uh, best player of the brunch breakdown. Like he is our, he's the NBA champion of the brunch breakdown is Rashawn Holmes. And guys, I must ask this because a lot is at stake for these NBA players. And now this guy's got to be in quarantine for 10 days. Uh, what food would you cross the line for? Would you risk it all for? Because that's it's a tough one. Because I, I need to know what he was eating. Like I gotta know what yeah. this guy was eating. But like, what 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 food would you risk it all for, guys? Yeah, like he has to have a sponsorship with whoever that is, oh, right? And be like, this must. food's so damn good, it's worth breaking. You know, getting the quarantine for. You know what I mean? Like that's that's gold. Um. For me, this is really, really difficult. I feel like if there's a really good Italian restaurant, you know, I would break it for for, for pasta. Um, but Didi, one that is near and dear to my heart, and I, we've discussed this before. This is the brunch breakdown, after all, and we haven't really been able to discuss brunch like we typically do. But we've all stayed in hotels, often together, and wet eggs are just... <laughs> Something that is speaking of pandemics, wet eggs at hotels. Nobody likes that. Like, come on. Me and Dee can walk away for 10 minutes. Dan is gonna go <laughs> off right now. We have broken this down before, and it drives me crazy. The wet eggs at every hotel in this country. So, with that being said, these players are staying at hotels. I'm sure they're getting those Disney style wet eggs. So I'm breaking risk of quarantine in the bubble for chicken and waffles from Del Frisco's specifically Del Frisco's that that's worth risking for. So, so, so good. And when you're getting wet eggs every day, I'm sure you're, you're tempted to break that line. I like it. So uh, I just want to like, make sure I'm understanding the question correctly. (laughs) Because are you saying, like, put yourself in the shoes of an NBA player? Or what food would you risk your contract for? Yes. yes. I don't know that there's a food that I would risk that type of money for. Um, oh, come on, Chris. You're already – you got to think. NBA players are not like NFL players. Most of them already have a lot of money in their pocket. A lot of guarantee. Because there's only 12 of them. Yeah. So, like, you're crossing the line because you're like, you know what? I'm going to see if they catch me because I've already got some money. I'll be on the team next year. 
It's fine. And then on top of that, you are risking getting coronavirus. You Yes. <laughs> um, I would maybe risk Chris Gates' money for just a delightful Huevos Rancheros. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. But okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make it brunch themed, so. I like it. I maybe like it. Uh, Didi, maybe that Mary Tierra, too. Uh, uh, that... That one just clicked as well. That round of flan. That round of flan. <laughs> Worth risking. Round of it. Corona. Round of Corona. Didi, you yeah, have to have one. Corona. You you have to have one. Oh, I would absolutely do it for a ridiculously big steak from like a good place, like from Mastros or from like Morton's or like Ruth Chris or something. That's what I would do that for. I would absolutely like if my Postmates driver is like, I can't find your place. Like I can't get over there. I would, I would cross the road and risk Corona for the state. Cause if it's that close, you know what I mean? Cause I feel like that's what happened to my guy, Rashawn here. I think it was just that close to him that he couldn't like, he couldn't just wait there. You know, right. he had to just say, dude, I have to go get this. Like it's right there. So like, that's what I, if I put myself in his shoes, I'd have to be like, yeah, it's, it's steak for me. Like, uh, I just can't imagine being that close and just someone telling you, no, I can't get there, bro. Yeah. You got to go. You got to walk across the street. You got to walk the line. And then I get it. I completely understand it. <laughs> I love it. Well, what's going on with the NHL, guys? That's the last one. We have the NHL. That starts August 1st. And they have, I mean, they seem like they're the, I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. They've got it all figured out, it seems. I'm just waiting for it all to go wrong because it doesn't make any sense that this is working out the way it's working. Um, maybe that's because they're planning to move all of the teams north of the border and play in Canada. I'm sure that that helps. Um, but yeah, August 1st, the the league is set to start up. Training camp started yesterday, I think. And um, like some teams had some announcements about players that tested positive or were around people that tested positive and, you know, some players sitting out, but like, it doesn't seem like it was anything too crazy in terms of numbers. So um, things keep chugging along. There's been a lot of questions about like, okay, the Stanley cup is the hardest trophy in sports to win. Will this be like a tainted championship because of the way that it is? And, um, I mean, I I don't see how like any of these championships don't come with an asterisk, but uh, I'm just excited to see hockey again. Because like you said at the outset of this discussion, Didi, it's going to help for sanity's sake to be able to watch some sports, even with no people there, just to like have something to follow along and get emotionally invested into. Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it does seem very unlike the NHL that they actually had their shit figured out more than anybody else and it doesn't make any sense and yeah it may blow up at some point but i mean because like popular test players have tested positive but it was early enough in the process where they're going to be okay and back in camp in enough time for this season to start i think going to canada was the smart and best move and they know exactly why and uh you know why they made those uh, decisions to do that um but it's very exciting that it seems to be that the road is rather smooth for the nhl hopefully it remains that way Anybody that thought, uh, you know, because the NHL changed their playoff structure 
anybody similar to the NBA, anybody that thought that, oh, there's going to be some team that wasn't going to make the playoffs that can go in and make this wild run and be this big asterisk around the Stanley Cup champion about, you know, they weren't even supposed to be there, but you get a healthy goaltender, you get on a run. The number one overall seed in the NHL draft, the, the, the upcoming talent next year, there's a player coming out that is once in a generation type of player, a can't miss type of player. And now the number one, the number one pick in the draft is going to go to somebody that is still playing for the Stanley Cup, that they're in it. So what motivation do you have as a coach, as an organization, to do anything to try to win this Stanley Cup when you've got that next guy right there waiting? And it could be a team that's really good. That's like, you know what? It's not really worth this putting all this effort in when, you know, that's that's up for grabs. So it's going to be really really wild to see it all take place but i'm hoping that the the good uh the good hockey the best hockey uh comes down to the top and we see that at the end i think they're all at least going to have one exhibition game so that ought to help yes unlike the nfl (laughs) god i think uh we've talked all about this and i really think that we're going to I just have this odd feeling that we're going to get all these sports going on at the same time. And we're all going to be like, man, this isn't good. (laughs) I just have this bad feeling in my head. Like we're all going to watch it. We're all going to enjoy it. We're all going to kind of be like, man, this, this is not good. This looks like it's been sitting around for four months. Not doing anything. (laughs) Yeah. I'm nervous about that, man. Sitting out since March, like, whew. It's going to be something. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, before we get to what we're listening to, uh, real quick, since we love OJ Simpson here on this podcast, uh, you know that. We love the juice. We do. We love we the do. juice. Uh, <laughs> Ford put out the Bronco, put out the new Bronco, and they wanted to put it out on the anniversary of OJ's Bronco Chase. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, clear, you know, <laughs> people prevailed and said, nope, we're not going to do this. So um, they put it out later. And. It it looks like a uh, Chris. What's it look like? It looks like a Tonka truck. <laughs> it looks dumb. Is what I it looks know. like. I, Dan, I don't know about you, but I seem to think I think it looks like a better Jeep Wrangler. What do you think? Oh, one hundred percent for yeah. sure. Especially if you see the interior, it's uh, yeah. it's badass. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's fired up. I love it. <laughs> It's like they finally improved the Wrangler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they finally improved the Wrangler. No, this doesn't bother me because, like, if if a bunch of if like tons of people buy this stupid car, then I'm I'm left with like a really like the premier off road vehicle, unless people have it. So, by all means, go buy this car, but it looks ridiculous. It doesn't bother me, but I'm gonna go out of my way to call it stupid. The stupid car. <laughs> Just trying to help. It's. It, to be fair, the original look. Bronco never really looked good. No, it didn't. <laughs> sticking, sticking with tradition. So yeah. <laughs> they've improved it. They have improved it, but it's hard to make that kind of that type of car really look all that good. But it does come in. If, if you're a big fan of the juice, uh, OJ, it comes in that OJ color. They're calling it cyber orange, but I think we all know what that really is. That's the premier color. No, we know it is definitely the juice and the juice is back on the road. I'm happy. I'm Did you happy. know they, they made the they started making the Bronco in 1968 or something like that? Yeah, it's an old, old car. It's been around a long time. It's older than the Wrangler. 
which is mind blowing. Now, not older than like the Jeep from like World War II, which is probably where the Bronco came from, but they made that car for a long time and it went away for a long time. And I just hope they're sending one to uh, Oj. I hope he's just getting one on the house. Oh, that'd be nice, right? Yeah. Right. OJ, OJ needs that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into what we're listening to, boys. Uh, I'll get things started. Uh, what we're listening to um, this week. This uh, used to be country group. I guess they're a pop band now. Avenue Beat. They put out a song called F2020. Yes. And it is such a good song because it's literally like they took all of our timelines, whatever social media platform you use, they took all of our timelines and put it into a song and it's called F2020. And it is, it's, and it's just a great song and the mood of the song is perfect. Everything is great. And it's just, you know, F2020 Avenue beat. That's my first one on what we're listening to. Go for it, Dan. That's a great one. Didi. I, you sent us that clip a couple days ago and I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to hear more from this group. It's great. Um, I'm going to go with uh, an artist that I recently discovered, uh, Remy Wolf, and she's kind of this up and coming, um, she's this like chill pop funk type of combo sound. That's just like, it's starting to become more and more popular. You're starting to hear more artists kind of tend in this, uh, you know, indie type of direction. Um, but she's just, I think she's just getting started and, um, she's been featured on a couple of songs that you may have caught her voice on. But her song, Woo, um, Ric Flair style, uh, is, is is fantastic. It's from her EP called I'm Allergic to Dogs, um, <laughs> which is a great hey, EP I am as too. Well. <laughs> so you might enjoy it. Um, but check out the sound Woo from Remy Wolf. Really, really, again, like catchy, chill, kind of a funk uh, vibe to her. Cool. Chris? Uh, so I've been in the need for a little bit of an energy boost this week. Um, and so I've been listening to a band called city lights and, uh, they're one of my favorite bands for just that. When I need something to give me some energy, uh, really catchy pop punk. Um, their album is called the way things should be. And I got a couple songs that I'm going to throw on the playlist this week. Uh, see you at the top and cold and gray uh, are the two that i'm going to pick from the album but yeah like i said just straight energy i'm dieting right now man i'm tired a little bit sluggish so it's been the it's been the pick me up this week oh dieting no good yeah takes a toll but we appreciate you bringing the energy that's we need you need some energy sometimes music is the only thing we can rely on and uh we'll take it so thank you for that uh, good song, not for somebody who's uh, dieting. Uh, Kelsey Ballerini, "Hole in the Bottle." Uh, I, I was listening to, <laughs> I was listening to the highway, and I was like, "Man, this song's amazing!" And Kelsey Ballerini, "Hole in the Bottle," it is the perfect drinking song. And um, I, I mean, I guess drinking on a diet's bad, uh, but Chris, this is a really good song. So whenever you are back to not dieting, this is a good song to play while you're while you're doing a little. Throwing them back a little bit. Kelsey Ballerini, hole in the bottle. Nice. There you go. I like that. Um, an, an album that just came out this past week, uh, A Letter to Myself from Quinn92. Fantastic. Fantastic album. Um, you've probably heard some of his stuff if you kind of like that hip-hop, pop, uh, electric, almost soul a lot of the times uh, to it with his sound. 
Um, he spells 92 with the Roman numerals. So uh, it, I actually looked a little bit more into his name because I just never really thought about it. I thought, well, well, how did he come up with this? So Quinn is Q-U-I-N-N. And he said it stands for quit unless instincts are never neglected, which is something one of his professors gave him at when he was at Michigan State. So I love that. And 92 is the year that he was born. So I like him even more now. Um, I think that's fantastic. Uh, but his album, like I said, his album just came out this past week. I letter to myself, uh, two songs that I'm going to put on the playlist this week. Am I high right now? Uh, featuring black bear, black bear and, uh, sleep while I drive, uh, features an artist named Ash. Who's also up and coming. You may have heard one of her songs on the radio recently. Uh, that one's a very much a road trip windows down cruising type of jam that has that feel to it. So Definitely check out the album, but I'll put those two on this week's playlist. Can you wait? What does it stand for, Quinn? <laughs> it's Q U I N N is Quinn, and it's quit unless instincts are never neglected. I'm gonna. It's, I'm. I'm just trying to process that. It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> it's like a reversal. Yeah, you got to think about it. I'm gonna type it down, and then by the next episode, I'm gonna understand what that means. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, my second recommendation is a band called Grayscale and their album Nella Vita. And, uh, Dan, I think this might be up your alley. I'm, so, I'm definitely aware of Grayscale. Yes. Okay. Uh, a couple of songs that I'm going to put on the playlist are specifically for you. Cause I think you'll like them. Like they're, they kind of bridge a gap. They're kind of in that punk rock alternative family, but then they kind of pull from, some of the bands and sounds that you often recommend, there's some more like dancier beats. They pull electronic elements into some of their songs. So um, the song Baby Blue and the song Painkiller Weather are what I'm going to throw on the playlist this week. But uh, that is their new album, Nella Vita. And uh, it's it's uh, one I think you'll enjoy. That means a lot to me, Chris. After you were dumping all that country on us a couple of weeks ago, it really started to hurt and uh the fact that you <laughs> call me i mean their name is a little too plain for me probably right unless you know there's a v in there somewhere uh but wait till i tell you what grayscale stands for <laughs> <laughs> i'm seriously gonna sit on quinn all all night i love it <laughs> giving rain all you saturday <laughs> i got nothing all right <laughs> Um, okay, and my last one, and this one I've mentioned on the po- I've mentioned on the podcast before, but not in what we're listening to. I just went on the playlist. Uh, Little baby, the bigger picture. I just don't want the song to be forgotten. It's honestly my favorite song of 2020. I just I love this song so much, and I just want it on the playlist. I might just say keep it on the playlist forever, and him and little baby and Jay Sean can stay on there forever and ever. But yes. but little baby the bigger picture i just it is a song that is of just it's so well written it is so good it is just and he is having a huge moment right now and it is just like i just love that song so much so that's that's just i love it so much i can't say it enough how much i love that song (laughs) i'm glad you mentioned that dd for anybody that checked out the playlist from our fourth of july playlist to last week's playlist you might be thinking why did they leave they can't believe they forgot to take Jay Sean off this list. No, we didn't. That was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be surprised if you continue to see it in songs like that. So thank you for, for that, Dee. Um, 
a song that I put in on last week was an early release from an album that came out Friday from Juice World. Obviously, uh, you know, a, a tough album to under you know to to recognize and realize again this is this is it his final work uh, that we had ever since we lost him a couple of months ago. Um, but I'm going back. I'm now that the album came out, took a deep dive into it, um, and I'm putting more on the playlist this week. The album is called Legends Never Die. It is fantastic from top to bottom a complete album, um, which you don't always get right with stuff like this, where you have songs that either weren't completed or you have some sort of uh, collaboration on them where they're filling in parts of the pieces. You honestly wouldn't be able to recognize that with this album. It's just so, so good. But it's really surreal to listen to some of the lyrics. Um, Like Fighting Demons is a really good song, but really hard to listen to considering everything. Um, But Come and Go, uh, it's one of the songs with Marshmallow is a really, really great song. Uh, and Wishing Well is absolutely incredible. Those are songs that I keep going back to on that album. But um, if you get a chance, check the whole thing out. But I'll put a couple of those on this week's playlist as well. Oh, dude, I couldn't get through it. Righteous. After I heard Righteous, I was like, I'm not, I just don't want, I want nothing to do with this. It's hard. I'm like, I, I can't do it. It hurts, man. It's it just does. like, ah. Yeah, it's a tough listen. Yeah, it's such a final thing. I felt that same way with like the Mac Miller stuff, like with that coming out after he died. And it's just like, it's so final. It's right. like, that's it. And it just kind of, you know, it's kind of sucks. But the wins. album does not suck. Right. Just, man. But if you're a big fan of Juice World, listen to Juice World's old stuff too. Like go back and listen to Lucid Dreams and, and uh, just so many other great songs he's got. Mm-hmm. So Black and White and so many. Robbery. God, I could go on and on, but that's. Yeah, good pick there, Dan. So for my last piece here, I I wanted to talk about songs that I listened to that you both recommended last week because, uh, as you know, a lot of the new music that I'm introduced to comes from YouTube because otherwise I would really not know who these people are. Juice World, by the way, I loved that song, Didi. I think, did Didi put that on the podcast? Dan did. Dan did? Great song. Excellent. Um, there were three others that stood out to me that I liked perfect way to die. Uh, Alicia keys, that song. That's like, that's a tough one, man. Cause it's a really strong message and it's a really well done song, but it's, it's a hard one to, to listen to. Um, Didi, I'm also on, I'm back on the usher bandwagon. I cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm another on. tough one, but it, it, they're, but both those songs are just so well written. They're just like, yeah. 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 And then the, the last one I had was uh Amy Shark. Uh yes. yeah, everybody rise. It's just it's just damn catchy and I liked yeah. it. So yeah. So those are the last ones. Those are my reviews of of what I liked that was on the playlist. Um and if you haven't listened to the Sounds of Brunch playlist, check it out right now because it's gonna be updated soon. Nice. And then is there anything again. you hated? Is there anything that you hated? Um you were like, this song sucks. I don't know why you guys like this. Yeah, I need Chris love. I need like the love it or list it version of Chris for this, for the, you know, like the, the playlist recap where there are some that you're loving and the other ones you're just, you're listing, you're getting them out. I don't know. Like I thought about like do it, ranking them into like good, <laughs> bad, greatest. And I like to bring, 
I just like to keep it positive. So talk about the ones that I like. Okay. If you if you really want to bring that out of me, the uh, I don't want to go to your party. They just kept yelling it at me, and I that was, I <laughs> I didn't need it. Like I I I understood. I don't want to go to your party anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I I understood after the first time, and then they kept <laughs> shouting it at me, and I didn't need that. <laughs> Chris was like, I don't want to go to your party. Stop asking me. I don't. I don't. I'll be putting this song. I'm not gonna go. I was like, all right, I don't want to listen to your song. I'm going to skip it. <laughs> I love it. We need that. Yeah, we, we need that every week. We need the what song. Actually, we should do a what we're not listening to of 2020 <laughs> at some there point. We go. Yeah, I, I think that's a good plan. Well, go, well guys, uh, this has been fun. Yeah, man. Super Pack Brunch. Yeah. A lot of sports, music. We kind of did it all. So I'm very proud of us. This was. This was great. Yeah, yeah, great brunch, great job, everybody. Siobhan, welcome to the table. Glad to have you here. Um, no, 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 we no, right, don't, no, 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 <laughs> no. Chriselle, welcome to the table. Siobhan, you are still on the wait list. Chriselle, thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you for helping us. <laughs> yes, thank you, Chriselle, for helping us. Siobhan, get reservations. Open table. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for the brunch breakdown. Uh, guys, tell us where, tell everybody where they can follow the, 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 uh, the team. They, they can find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, they can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher, any other uh, major podcasting platform that you listen to. And of course, like we always mention, you can find the full video YouTube episode. Uh, that's available on uh, Facebook as well as YouTube on our YouTube page, our dedicated YouTube page. Uh, so check those out as well. Uh, we're on Twitter uh, at Brunch Breakdown. You can find us on Facebook as well, where we have all the links, all the video clips throughout the week. And the uh, the list, the playlist that we just mentioned is also going to be available on Spotify. That changes, changes every week. So subscribe there as well. And uh, you'll catch those links in those same places. Or ask your Alexa to play the Sounds of Brunch playlist oh, on Spotify. It'll pop yeah. off. It's that simple. That's, That's great. Simple. And Jay Sean will just start singing to you. <laughs> <laughs> we got to post video of that this week for sure. Yeah. We got to do that. <laughs> well, boys, this has been fun. And uh, everybody, we'll talk to you next week for more of the Brunch Breakdown. See you at the table. <laughs>